it's not that you don't want to go there. It's just something. Something holds you back from going to this innocuous little market town. Spread out a map and you would struggle to point to its location, but it's there. You can practically taste it. The town itself is an ugly mix of shabby history and 70s utilitarianism that seems both foreign and familiar to you. Welcome to Marsh Haven. Welcome to Brits on Bikes. Welcome to all our first-time listeners, and obviously you're all first-time listeners, because this is our first ever episode. The gang are finally all together. Say hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Howdy. (laughs) Beautiful. So let's get started straight away with the introductions from everyone. Um, I'll talk about the game in just a moment. Eve, if you want to start us off, if you could just give us your name and a quick description of your character. Oh, uh, yeah. My name is Eve Smith. I will be playing D. Wilson, the very super, super swell American that I'm sure everybody's going to love and enjoy. <laughs> and Kat. Hi, I am Kat. I am going to play Sally Richards, who I like. I'm not sure anyone else is going to, at least the player characters. I'm sure they'll, they'll grow to love Sally. <laughs> Uh, okay, and last but by no means least. Hi, I'm Harry, and I'll be playing the conspiracy theorist Neil Pratch. And can we just all take a moment to appreciate Harry's awesome accent? It, <laughs> it, it does it does make me want to melt a bit. Very, very, very <laughs> nice. I, I mean, that's how I'm feeling about all y'all. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that as like a Patreon reward. Harry can read your bedtime stories. Okay, Kids on Bikes. It is a relatively new game. Guys, what do you know about it? I know, Eve, you know a bit, don't you? Harry and Kat, you're fairly new to the system, aren't you? Pretty new, yeah. Yeah, I've read through the rulebook and gone, oh, that sounds nice, but uh, other than that, not much. I've not even read the rulebook, so I know sweet F.A. Amazing, amazing. (laughs) So for those of you not familiar with Kids on Bikes, essentially it's a a collaborative role-playing game with the the primary focus on on working together as a team um, to create and tell this story. It's based in the world of, uh, well, the the kind of Kids on Bikes genre, so things like The Goonies and uh, Attack the Block, I suppose, and Stranger Things and all those those kind of cool adventure stories where the kids are super smart and can track down clues and the adults are all kind of dunderheads and don't get things right. And the plan was to try and do something with a bit of a British flavour because obviously, you know, uh, over half the group are British. We do love our one-quarter American, don't we, Eve? Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you getting down with the lingo. <laughs> I'm starting to pick it up. So prior to this session, we got together as a group and um, we had a little talk about our characters and we asked questions of one another and, and it's all part of the character creation process. All I want to do to begin with is I just want to ask you your trope specific question. So each character has a trope that ties in with a, a, a type of character from these kind of stories. So we're going to begin with Kat, who is the wannabe. Oh, I think she's sweet. 
okay, so question number one is what would it mean to be one of the popular kids? Finally getting that acceptance that has been denied poor Sally her whole life. Do you think she's going to get it? Probably not. She is rather annoying. Okay. Um, and how does she deal with that? A relentless optimism. <laughs> oh, you've got to have one in the gang like that. Okay, then. So question number two, what would you sacrifice to be one of the cool kids? Ooh, My firstborn! <laughs> Probably not the firstborn, though, because that would necessitate a relationship. Dodgy ground, considering <laughs> I think Sally's at like 13. So. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, there is precedent. This is... Uh, <laughs> Possibly not the most upmarket end of the UK. <laughs> Teen pregnancy capital of at least Europe, if are you, not the world. Are you telling me that Marshaven is the teen pregnancy capital of the world? <laughs> no, the UK is. Of, no, I'm asking you, is, is Marshaven <laughs> the teen pregnancy capital of the UK? I think that would probably throw extra complication we don't quite need right now. So <laughs> Okay, okay. And guys, this is what it's all about, is <laughs> you're going to be making this happen. I'm just here facilitating. I'm going to nudge you in directions, but it's all on you. So whatever you say, <laughs> make sure you're confident in what you're saying, because it could come back bite you on the ass. Oh, I'm going to be so bad for this. <laughs> what did we decide in the end? Your sacrifice would be... Oh, gosh, um, I don't know. I don't think there's much that Sally wouldn't sacrifice, really, because I'm not sure that she feels she has a lot anyway. Yeah, so. that kind of makes sense. I was going because, I mean, in my head, I was like, well, what about if she, would she betray someone? But she doesn't really have anyone, does she? She'd probably betray her family, but that's quite a low bar because <laughs> they're not very nice to her. Oh. <laughs> so question one for Neil. Uh, what do you think is happening in this town that nobody knows about? There is a government test site somewhere nearby, and I swear to God, I will find it. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> I like that. So you're very, very certain there's a secret government test site. Oh, 100%. Hundred percent sure. That leads us on to your second question. Then, how far will you go to prove you're right? I would literally sell my soul to the devil. Really? Yes. Really? You're telling me that you would literally sell your soul to the devil? <laughs> literally. If the devil comes up in this game and yes. offers Neil a deal, he is going <laughs> to take it. Oh, let's get Faustian on your ass. I can do that. <laughs> right. Sally will try to stop him. <laughs> Sally knows pentacles. <laughs> All right, so we know that Neil's going to go pretty far to, to prove he's right. And do, do you think that's a trait with everything that he does? So it's not just this government test site. Is it everything he has to he's, you know, prove he's, he's right all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of a dick that way. Ah, uh, the arrogance of youth. And Derek D. Wilson. Uh, D. D. It's D. <laughs> I'm not going to steal that, Joe. But it's D. It's D. Okay, so question one to D. How do you use your status as an outsider to your advantage? Well, I mean, when you're an outsider, you don't have as much to lose. So you can get away with a lot more. And do you tend to get away with a lot more? I mean, I don't know about get away with it, but does it? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been in Marsh Haven for very long, Dee. Have you been up to much? I mean, like, some minor stuff. Still getting my lay of the land. Uh, okay, okay, interesting. All right, so um, question number two. What do you find 
most frustrating about rarely being included? Well, I mean, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, is is being an outsider something new to you? Relatively. Prior to like what went down in the States and like moving out here, he was relatively well liked. Had his own baseball team, all this fun stuff, like plenty of friends. Then one thing led to another, a bunch of fights happened, get sent over here to live with great uncle, suddenly just fish out of water, doesn't know what what to make of anything. Okay, so back to my original question then, what, what frustrates you the most about that kind of isolation? I can't make a baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> and even if you did, you wouldn't have a team to play against. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's very frustrating. I have mean, you... you could probably try rounders. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you tried to explain baseball to anybody yet? Definitely talked about it to Sally. At the very least, enough to get Sally to go fetch the balls when she like <laughs> knocks them out into the marsh. I love it. Okay, cool. Has Sally been demoted to dog who plays fetch now? <laughs> Don't even deny it. You're totally these lackeys. Let's not get started on dogs in the marsh. <laughs> okay, right. So that's our questions. A couple of things with regards to the rules. So as we mentioned in our conversation a couple of weeks ago, you won't be permitted to swear in front of adults as young people. Uh, if you do, penalties will be dished out. And Try really hard, I but promise. You might, you might be awarded points if you can censor yourself in the most creative way possible. And I shall leave that up to you. If you can make me smile, then I might give you some points. I love it that the only rule I have to discuss is swearing. Right, okay, so I think we should just get to it. Let's just do this. Oh, yeah. It's a dreary Saturday morning in the sleepy, nondescript town of Marsh Haven. The year is 1974. You wake up in, in your houses. Um, I, well, I assume you were in your houses. Neil, what's your usual morning routine? Let's see. So probably gets up around 6am, far too early, and just waits patiently at the door for the daily newspaper to arrive, followed by a mad rush to make sure that everything that uh, he needs for the day is in his bag and then spends just the rest of the morning reading as much of the paper as possible before heading off to school. What, on a Saturday? Oh, damn, it's a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what Neil says. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, it's a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Thankful that it's Saturday and you realise you don't have to endure another six hours with cretinous teachers. What would be your normal routine? Well, having like, read the, the news and stuff, then it's probably his time to go try to find out if there's anything that didn't make it to the papers. Okay, okay, that <laughs> sounds cool. All right, I'm just going to leave you there for a second. Kat, talk to me about your morning. Uh, well, Sorry, I'm thinking... Sally. <laughs> <laughs> there is a changeable, clearly. I'm thinking Sally's also an early riser, not quite that early, but probably get up at around, well, she probably had to get up at around seven for school, so she'd keep to that routine on the weekends. Feed her pet goldfish, who she adores more than life itself. Might... What's the goldfish called? Uh, the goldfish is called Flash. <laughs> <laughs> when did Flash Gordon come out? Because it might be too early for that. 77, I think. Oh, damn. Yeah, she's she's precognition. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not up on my... Um, my popular movies of the seven of the early seventies. So right, I may have made that up. I think it was early eighties. Oh well, there you go. 
I don't know. It was the first thing that came. Um, so yeah, so uh, feed the goldfish and make sure that everything, the tank is all clean because she's quite an organised person. And then probably uh, now that, well, now that Neil has been up for at least an hour and probably read the entire of the morning paper, she'd probably go and try and call on him to see if he wants to hang out and be best friends forever. Where do you live in relation to Neil? On the next street. You, let me just pull up our generic map. You guys live in this general area here. Honeywell Gardens. I mean, that's made up of a sprawling warren of terraced houses. It's quite a enclosed community within a community. How well you know your neighbours, I will leave up to you. But yeah, so you guys live a couple of streets away. Is that right? Yeah. All right. So how you how you getting to see see Neil? Are you going on your bike or are you on foot? Of course, I'm going on my bike. I am a kid with a bike. So tell me about your bike. What does it look like? Well, it's blue, and it's got tassels on the handles because I'm I'm a 13 year old girl and thought that that was amazing. I mean, immature 13 year old girl. <laughs> that was amazing. It's on my character sheet. Immature. <laughs> And um, and uh, very shiny pedals. Lovely. That's about all Sally cares about. Okay, I am going to leave you poised at your gate, on your bike, ready to race on over to see Neil. D, it's still early in the morning. What are you doing? Uh, sleeping. You're still sleeping? Okay. <laughs> it's a Saturday. Of course I'm sleeping until, like, at least 10. At about half past nine, there's a gentle rap on the door. You don't hear it at first, but it begins to get a little bit louder. And all you can hear is, uh, 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 uh Derek? Derek! Um, as the familiar voice of your uncle Tommy comes from the other side of the door. D grabs a baseball off the nightstand and just, like, throws it at the door. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just wondering, um, if, if you don't mind, um, do you want some, uh, breakfast? Uh. I'll, I'll take that as a yes. Eggs? You want eggs? I can do eggs. Eggs marvellous, yes? Hello? Derek? Uh, Alright, fine. Yeah, sure. Fucking eggs. That's good. Marvellous, marvellous. Okay, um, alright, I'll, um, I'll leave it downstairs for you. He trots off awkwardly, like the repressed English man that he is. <laughs> I swear he's like straight out of Merchant Ivory movie. In fact, if you'd like to see a picture of Uncle Thomas... There he is, okay. What I like about him as well, he is... Well, Dee, would you like to describe your uncle to me? Well, uh, Dee is not going to describe <laughs> his uncle. Eve will describe his uncle as one handsome fellow. <laughs> he, is, he is a bit of a dish, but I kind of like yes. that idea of him being like totally uncomfortable in his own attractiveness, so... <laughs> there he is. At about 10.30, you hear the door slam and you can only assume that it's uh, your uncle leaving the house. Quite where he's going, you're not sure. What do you do? Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's what would get the out of bed. Okay, so uh, you get out of bed. You find that he's made some like scrambled eggs on toast and just left it on the side for you. You can see that he's, he's left all the washing up as well and it's looking a bit gross in the kitchen. I'm just going to leave you there eating delicious eggs. Neil, like plan. Um, you've just remembered that today is the day. It's the, the day of the Henderson Warehouse demolition. Um, the town has been talking about it for some time. Basically, the, uh, the Henderson Warehouses are just on the outskirts of town and have been disused for absolute years. It's been decided that they're, they're, they're going to be blown up. 
So it's become quite the talk of the town and a bit of an event for Marsh Haven. Fantastic. Neil needs to get down there post haste. Okay, so you head out. Are you taking anything with you? Just my backpack and I'll be uh, taking my rusty old bicycle. A rusty bike. Love it. Okay, cool. So as you um, as you get out of the house, you bump into Sally, who has just kind of pulled up outside your house. Hello. Uh, yes. Okay, great. Um, I'm headed off to see some explosions and stuff. Are you coming? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, of course it is. Let's go. So you're trundling off. Dee, what are you doing? Let's see, what would Dee do on a Saturday? He's probably going to go try to get up to some trouble. So, yeah, he's, got, he's going out into town. Okay, like, you're, you're heading out into town. Do you do you know about the demolitions? I don't know. Would... All right, pretty much the two people that Dee talks to right now mm-hmm. is Uncle Tommy mm-hmm. and Sally. Okay. So, if either one of them would know and or bring it both of them most likely would have mentioned it. Sally, I, I get the impression, is quite then, excitable about he- anything. So, Hell yes. <laughs> Something exciting happening? Yes. <laughs> with a fire in your eye, you decide to head out the door. Are you taking anything with you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely taking, the, taking my bag, mm-hmm. which has got baseball bats sticking out the back as usual. Um, and probably stealing Uncle Tommy's bike. <laughs> Honestly, you said <laughs> big and old, and I thought like a penny farthing. <laughs> oh, uh, he... I don't know what kind of bikes y'all got over there. You ever seen one of them old, like, Schwinn's with, like, the big old banana seat on it? Banana seat? <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh, cultural phrasing seat. that eludes us quick. <laughs> um, what do you mean banana seat? I've never heard of a banana seat. Big, you know, the real long seats. Long <laughs> that big. <laughs> not, uh, listeners, that uh, big. Dee is in fact just gesturing with her arms, but I'm still none the wiser to what a banana seat is. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. It's been a while since I've looked into like I just realized uh, terminology. <laughs> it's called Kids on Bikes. Come yeah. on, people, get with a program. Hey, right. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Okay, I stand corrected. Look, look, look right. it up. You'll know exactly. You'll you'll see it, and you'll be like, "Oh, duh." Okay, you head out the door, bag on one shoulder, bat slung over the other. Oh, have you got the, <laughs> the, the bat in your hand, or is it just tucked in the top of your bag? Yeah, it's 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 in the bag. Okay, yeah, you've got those on. You find Uncle Tommy's bike, and you head off in the direction of the warehouses. Neil and Kat, you cycle. Oh, sorry, Neil and Sally. I'm going to get it right one day. So you head off down Arborfield Road and you see one or two people along the way. You might say hello, a bit of a nod, a passing gesture. As you get to the old warehouse site, um, the first thing you notice, the chain link fence that surrounds it has been completely boarded up. Okay, so going all the way round, it's completely boarded up. The only place that it isn't is right at the front. And you can see the warehouses in the distance. 
you'll be you're stood across the road there's a there's a fair distance for obvious reasons there's a podium in front of it there doesn't seem to be too much happening at the moment people are just milling about is there anything that we can climb on for a better look other than trying to shimmy up the fence which i wouldn't recommend as the uh, building's about to be blown up not really i mean it's not so crowded that you know you're, you're jostling for space to see there is a kind of informal line <laughs> directly in front of the warehouses. Of course, we are British. Absolutely, we love to queue. <laughs> so what do you want to do, guys? Well, Dee's skipping the line going to the front. Okay, so you've... Uh, Dee's arrived as well. Do you see these guys? Oh, I ain't <laughs> arrived, I ain't arrived. <laughs> you've arrived now. No, Dee's going straight to the front. He wants clear line of sight on this. A good clear You're line of sight. Callously ignoring Sally as she tries to flag him down. So you position your way in and you're glancing around at numerous different uh, people. This is not an official role, so don't worry. But Dee, can you roll a D6 for me, please? D6. What'd you get? A four. Okay, you got a four. Glancing across and down the road, there is one guy that you've seen around before. He's a bit hard to miss. He's an older gentleman with a big shaggy beard pushing a shopping trolley. He doesn't seem to be speaking much, just kind of ambling down the road. It's almost as if he doesn't, (laughs) he's totally unaware of what's going on today. He's just minding his own business. And you notice that on top of his head, he, he wears a paper crown well i mean that's just a bomb seen plenty of them in brooklyn he's secretly the marsh king like i mean there's bombs around like d's used to that i mean it's just like sally all right are you are you telling are you telling d this sally i mean i'd be announcing it to whoever will listen to me whether d is among that list is Neither here nor there. So are you just, like, standing next to D right now? Well, I, I did try to flag him down, so um, possibly yes. Yeah. <laughs> so D just, like, goes, oh, jeez. We can scale on the crap out of me. What, said, uh, what are you saying? He's the Marsh King. Who's the Marsh King? <laughs> He's the King of the Marsh. Okay, so the Marsh King, both Neil and Sally would know all about him let me just bring him up for you there he is so nobody knows who he really is to your knowledge he never speaks and will only acknowledge you if you call him highness he can usually be found wearing a paper crown and pushing his old shopping trolley of belongings through the streets of marsh haven so sally are you explaining this today of course i don't understand how he can't know about the marsh king he's famous not where i'm from kid I mean, he's he's been here forever. They say he made the marsh. He's like immortal because he's been around for like as long as anyone can remember. And he's I mean, he wears a crown because he's a king. And I don't know what he's got at the bottom of the trolley, but they say it's very tragic that he buried in the marsh, but then dug it up because he's a bit crazy. But yeah, he's he's, he's the marsh king. Like everyone knows this. Yeah, it sounds like a freaking bomb. Well, I mean, like, I mean, they built a town in his kingdom, so he got a bit ousted. <laughs> I was never ousted. <laughs> he got, he got um, grumpy. I, I can't think of, of a, a synonym for ousted that Sally would know. Excommunicated. okay all right so yeah i mean the the marsh king pays you no heed at all he's just he's just bumbling along in his own little world this is this is a fairly regular occurrence for most people in uh marsh haven he's just a part of the landscape now more than anything 
Neil, as you're glancing around, you mm. happen to spot a man who is fiddling about with, well, Neil would think it's a very high-tech looking piece of sound equipment. Oh. It's like a giant black box that he's got hanging around his neck and he also has a microphone. Next to the man is uh, another man who is a little bit younger and seems to be talking to a, a small crowd of girls who are probably a few years older than you. In fact, you recognise a couple of them from uh, the sixth form. Okay, well, I need to head over there and find out what's going on. I head on over there and uh, just like quietly start taking notes as I watch what's happening, trying to listen in on the conversation and such. The man um, with the black box seems to be kind of twiddling some knobs and mm -hmm. fiddling about and not really paying much attention to anything at all. Okay. The other man has got eyes for one thing and one thing only, and it's the teenage girl's sort of right in front of him. He's a little bit older, and you can see it's all a bit of an act as well and uh and he just glances over to one and he seems to be writing something on her arm you you glance over and you can hear him muttering a few words who shall i address this to little lady and uh you see the just the girls kind of giggling and uh responding yeah no neil doesn't care about that guy at all he is instead going to focus his attention on uh the guy messing with the <laughs> the equipment Okay. Um. Are you are you are you going up to him or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be like going like maybe a little bit too close to him and like looking like around trying to get an idea of what he's like fiddling with. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, what is is that like? Is that like radio or is it a is it radio? Well, hello there, sport. Uh, hi. You're a sharp one. This is indeed a radio. Ah. Nice. So, like, if you have one of those, you can, like, send out, like, broadcasts uh, everywhere. If I wanted to, yes. So could you do a broadcast of, like, anything? Do you really not recognize my voice? I'm not too big into sound. I'm more like a print culture kind of guy, so... <laughs> <laughs> The guy looks mortally offended, but at the same time, he's had this conversation before. <laughs> he offers you a hand and he says, They call me Butterscotch Joe. Why? <laughs> because of my silky smooth tones that can be heard between midnight and 3am in jazz and blues with a hint of butterscotch. Only on Marsh FM. I've listened to that i every every night yes i a school child listen to your radio show which goes from 1 a.m to 3 a.m every day can you make a brains roll for me please <laughs> okay neil. i like neil neil's a smart ass <laughs> just for our listeners so this is our first roll of the evening now the guys have got a set of skills brains flight fight grit charm and brawn and basically they ass assign uh, a value dice to each of those abilities and then they roll for them tell me harry what did you get 
I got an 11. Okay, you begin to make connections and you realise as he's talking that you might not know the voice of Butterscotch Joe, but you now recognise the voice of the man stood next to him. It's in fact Lazarus Chase who presents the morning show for Marsh FM. Of course. (laughs) Of course. That's a sick name. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Was it or is it a showbiz name? You don't know. You've never (laughs) spoken to him. What kind of stuff is on Lazarus's show? Okay, so Lazarus, you can hear him smile when he speaks. This is going to be a weird British reference. Sorry, Dee. Um, Think smashy and nicey? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Hi there, folks. I'm here, Lazarus Chase, every day from 7am till 9am, that kind of thing. He's Mm. very, very in your face. The type of music he plays tends to be generic pop. You know, it it kind of goes against the grain of the adults, but isn't really that rebellious when you listen to the kind of sort of real rock music that's going on at the time. Okay. Yeah. So um, there you are, mid-conversation with Butterscotch Joe, and Lazarus Chase is right next to you. Well, there's an important question that I need to ask. I need Who to ask it to? Lazarus Chase, I need to ask if that's his real name. He looks over at you, almost a bit bothered by the fact that you've interrupted him having this deep, meaningful conversation with these girls. I'll tell you exactly the same thing that I tell everybody else. Lazarus is the name that you'll get. And he just turns back to the girls and carries on chatting to them. I don't know if I can like actually accredit you to any quotes if you use that, though. He looks at you through narrowed eyes. Did your parents never tell you that nobody likes a smart ass? Uh, they may have mentioned that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Piss off, why don't you? I'm talking. And all of a sudden you see that immediate change in him. Okay, so I put down in my little notebook, Lazarus Chase is a doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on, have an adversity token. Really? <laughs> go on then. Um, okay. Only because I smiled because it was the first insult of the day. Obviously okay. they will get better. Yeah, no, that was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible, but I'm I'm feeling generous. Plus, I'd like to explain adversity tokens to our listeners. So adversity tokens are dished out if players fail a roll. They can use them to add extra numbers to any dice rolls that they make. You can also use adversity tokens collaboratively, so you can give them to other players in case they need to make a really important roll, that sort of thing as well. So yes, have one adversity token for being a doo-doo. Oh, I, mm, I'm really regretting that. I wish I could go back and uh, really come up with something special. There'll be, there'll be plenty of time, mate. Don't worry about that. The magic of audio editing, you could. Cat <laughs> and D, I left you uh, looking at the Marsh King. What are you doing? Sir Sally? <laughs> well, I'm just flabbergasted by you not knowing about the Marsh King. So, I mean, I can't, I can't think of anything else. Like, what, what do you expect? What are you going to expect from me? I've been here for like a week. Have you really? I've been here for like a week. God, it feels like forever. What did you used to do? I used to play baseball and like be like, I used to like my life, but you know, here I freaking am. Well, that's just sad. This place is nice. I mean, we've got a king. (laughs) And queen. (laughs) No relation. Oh, you know, that. over in the freaking states, we decided we didn't like none of that. <laughs> well, 
Like, that's why we've got a prime minister. As you all... know what that is. It's all right. We don't either, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite sure what they do. I think they're quite important. Um, okay, as you're amid your conversations and whatnot, suddenly you hear the screech of feedback as a figure steps up to the podium. This is Mayor Damon Hawkins. That's another bitch name. <laughs> <laughs> He's a middle-aged man, greying hair, glasses, quite portly, probably likes his beer, judging by the size of his belly. But he has quite a, an affable look about him. He steps up to the podium and begins to talk through a very crackly, somewhat basic tannoy system. Well, good morning and uh, thank you for coming out on this historic occasion. The Henderson site has been part of this town for as long as anyone can remember. It is a symbol of the working man and for many years represented the wealth of industry coming in and out of our fair town. These buildings, crueler folks than myself might argue, represent the town as it is today. Seeps in history and a little tired around the edges. But we have been given an opportunity, ladies and gentlemen. A chance to see Marshaven rise up out of the bogs and see it evolve into a town. A town of the future. From the middle of the crowd, you hear just some solitary clapping. Oh, I joined in. <laughs> well, initially solitary clapping and for a moment everybody's focus is taken off the source of the clapping and everybody kind of looks at Sally a bit strangely. <laughs> the clapping figure steps forward towards the podium until he's directly stood in, in front of Mayor Hawkins. He's a man in his early 20s. He wears a leather jacket, a black beret and black glasses. He's trying to carry off cool, but his skinny frame um, doesn't doesn't really do it. And the, the, the clothes are, you know, of a budget and they just hang off him. It makes him look like he's dressed up, but he's he's so arrogant in the way that he he swaggers in front of podium that you can see that people would miss it. And, and he's blissfully unaware of just how ridiculous he looks. He steps forward and stops his clapping. Once again, our fearless spokesman and leader puts our town up for auction to the highest bidder. He looks Mayor Hawkins square in the eye. Mayor Hawkins, have you ever stopped to consider what they are going to build in our town? The mayor stares over at him and says, Look, business is business. That's the way it works. So I can't have the likes of you messing things up for the rest of these good people. Money and corruption. That's all this is. You're a crooked politician, betraying the working man, pocketing from the profits and treating us like sheep. And we're tired of hearing promises that we know they'll never keep. Mayor Hawkins looks up at him and in a flash of genius that even he doesn't realise, he says, Did you just quote kinks at me? Seamus <laughs> takes a step back and says, uh, That's beside the point. And Mayor Hawkins just nods behind Seamus and a man steps forward, a portly man, and just grabs him by the scruff of the neck. Seamus gives up a bit of a struggle and he says, You know who I am, Hawkins. I'm coming for you. You'll get yours. You see if you don't. I've got an O-level in politics. And he just gets dragged, dragged into the crowd. 
What do you That's do? A fight I want to see. That is my hero. Heck yeah, let's let's do it. Fight, 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 <laughs> fight. Um, so as violent. as the American starts chanting "fight, fight," <laughs> Mayor Hawkins realizes that things are going to get uh, a bit out of control. So he's like. Now, uh, where was I? Oh, oh yes. Now, I may not have been born here, but Marshaven runs through my veins. And in the coming months, I hope to show you all the type of town we can be. A town of the future. This time, there's a small smattering of applause, slightly more than the last time. Uh, you can rely on Sally to clap, can't you? <laughs> and he says... And now... Let me hand you over to a lady who needs no introductions, Queen of the Demolitions, Nana Casper. As he gestures to the right, a lady steps forward. She's in her she's in her 70s. She's quite glamorous for her age. Let me see if I can find you a picture. There she is. You would all know her. She is June Nana Casper, and she is the proprietor of Tim's DIY store, a store that definitely two of you have spent many a Sunday afternoon traipsing around with your parentals, looking at household items and power tools. Nana Casper steps up to the podium and gives a, a polite gesture that almost immediately silences the crowd. She has a very kind of unassuming presence and she clearly has the respect of an awful lot of people in, in, the, in the crowd. Thank you, Mayor Hawkins. I can't say I'm as well versed as you in speech making, but I can't begin to tell you how honoured I am to be carrying out this task. If my Tim was alive today, he would have been so proud of me. And you, of course, for your continued support of Tim's DIY and Ironmongers on Badalock Lane, home for all your household needs and bargains. She senses the mayor looking at her, and she smiles politely mid-flow. Anyway, I believe you came here to see an explosion. Yay! There is a, a, a smattering of a response from people. Oh, uh, yeah, no, he definitely claps. And as she says it, several workmen start scurrying around and escorting those people by the podium back towards the crowd. Nana Casper remains, um, but the podium is taken away and she is given a box in true Acme style with a massive plunger on it and there's a line of cables. So she is poised and ready to hit the plunger. Where are you guys and what are you doing? Uh, Dee's pushing closer. Dee's wanting to get as close as possible. Oh, yeah, same. As you push forward, those people who have been charged with kind of organising, getting the last few people back to the crowd, gesture you back towards the crowd. As uh, Nana kind of pipes up, OK, everybody, could we uh, could we have a countdown, please? Where should we go? Shall we say 10? And please don't count down because we know what happens then. It will all be out of sync. Right. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so tell me where you're positioned. I guess it is as close as humanly possible. Yeah, no. And if same. that means like running for it at last second to hop on top of the fence, so be it. The closest you can get, if you look at the map, is the opposite side of Arborfield Road. That's where most people are. The chain link fence actually runs parallel to Arborfield Road. Okay. Neil, do me some fancy arrows. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So all around is a chain link fence that has been boarded up. Yeah, 
Bendy could jump that. <laughs> Nana starts to count down. You guys have moved as forward to make sure that you get as good a view as possible. So she counts down. We get to five, four, three. Some of you hold your breath in anticipation. You can see the excitedness on everybody's face. Can you all make a brains roll? Ooh. How do I roll? Ooh. There you go. I did it by accident, but yay. Oh, wow. These are real dumb dumb here. <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of the viewers at home, if you could make sure that you call your rolls as well, just so that we know what they oh, are. Oh, yes. I rolled a three so we out got... of out of a potential four. Three out of four. I, I rolled a nine out of potential 12. I got an 18. <laughs> I got an 18. Okay, amazing. Jesus. D, take an adversity token. Sally, take an adversity token. Shucks. As the countdown continues being the conspiracy theorist that you are obviously you know all about the, the subtle art of distraction oh yeah um, and instinctively you will always make sure that you're glancing around so that you've got an absolute lay of the land even more so when the focus is so obviously drawn on this uh, imminent explosion out of the corner of your eye you can see a youngish man. He's in his mid-twenties. He's got quite a um, quite a shaggy beard. He doesn't look like he's um, shaved for a while. And his clothes, although relatively all right, look a bit threadbare and a, a little bit worn. You seem to notice that he's looking very intently at Nana Casper. Well, of course. She's obviously a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay obviously you've got no time to react at all or do anything but it might be something worth noting for oh yeah later yeah so we get to three two one and as we get to one nana pushes down on the plunger there is a, a brief moment of silence and i mean complete silence and then it begins and it's not so much an explosion as you would expect to see on on your your action shows and films that you watch on saturday mornings it starts as a low rumble gradually gets louder so it kind of goes and it's a controlled explosion being done by professionals and everything immediately just kind of collapses in on itself debris flies up there is a huge cloud of brick dust and whatnot and you all just get caught with bits of grit it's nothing major you're not you know you're not gonna have to dodge out of the way of flying beams or anything like that it's just a just a cloud of dust hits you what do you do as the the buildings explode do you just throws his arms up in the air it's like woo. <laughs> So typical American response, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Sally is like wincing because it's loud and there's stuff in her hair. Neil's a bit disappointed. He thought explosions were supposed to have like fireballs and stuff in them. <laughs> in fact, where did he get the idea of fireballs from? Famous 1970s movie, The <laughs> Avengers, obviously. Okay, that's what I thought. Amazing. All right, so... Um, Wasn't The Avengers a TV show in the 70s? Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's not The Avengers Avengers. No, with um, Patrick McGee. Robert say. Downey Jr. Sr. <laughs> no, it wasn't Robert Downey Jr. Sr. I've got to shut up. 
yeah, you get covered in a layer of dust and everything begins to settle. The noise is still reverberating and still echoing. Bits of building are crumbling and falling and settling. You hear almighty cheers coming from crowds. It's the thing that they've been waiting for the last couple of weeks. And interestingly, as, as quickly as it happens, people begin to disperse. It's like, we've had our entertainment. It's time to get back to the drudgery of normal life. And people slowly start to, to go away. Somebody grabs the podium. The mayor and Nana and a couple of people are all around just having a conversation. When you hear um, another roar and looking to your right, you see a convoy of jeeps and transporters. Oh. Uh, military. Uh <laughs> Oh, Neil's about to lose his shit. Um, <laughs> the first vehicle to make its move into the demolition site is a transporter. And that's closely followed by a couple more Jeeps. Two guys um, jump out of one of the Jeeps as they swing around and pull up. And three more jump out of the transporter. Between them, they grab some ropes and heave up a load of board so that the front is now completely concealed. There is only a rudimentary doorway at the front. Once that goes up, two of the soldiers come out <laughs> with rifles, close the, the, the door that's been cobbled together, and stand stock still. God, Harry's face right now. <laughs> okay, we need to get in there. <laughs> you know, normally I don't think do you would agree with neil but this kind of situation <laughs> he's just like well i did want to play in the rubble but now i just want to see what they're doing i'm really conscious that this has been a lot of me blabbering on so go okay well i mean we can't just go through the front they've got guys there with guns oh my god they've got guys here with guns oh this is big i can't put the yeah, but we, we shouldn't be in the They have guys with guns. No, Sally. Speaking English, I mean, come on. Beat them with, like, uh, sticks and stuff, like, way I, back when. I've never even seen a gun before. This is scary. It's not like they'll shoot us. We're kids. You notice that you're not the only the... people who have stopped. Um, a few few other people from the crowd mm -hmm. uh, who, who kind of hung around a bit have seen the vehicles, and, and everybody's looking at it a bit questioningly. Carry on. Okay, okay. So, I say we go a little bit further up uh, the road, go around a corner, and try to sneak in from the back. Right, um, okay. So, you know, like, like uh, there's a lot of people running around, like, breaking into places in Brooklyn back home, you know? Typically, you don't, like, uh, jump fences into places where there's just, like, a big open field between, like, where you're jumping and where you're going in the middle of the day. So we wait until it's night? Yeah, exactly. But I want to go now. Things are happening now. I have to be in bed. Why don't we just go out? Yeah, it's called breaking curfew. Plus, we're supposed to get, like, eight hours sleep at night, like... That's how you need to stay in your tip-top condition so you can take on the day. Why'd you hear that? Uh, I sleep like 10 hours. This is Sunday, <laughs> like what are you going to be doing? You sleep 10 hours, but you refuse to like go out in the day? Yeah, exactly. Look, I mean, what are you going to be doing all day tomorrow? It's a Sunday. Like, who cares? 
I don't understand these American traditions. You just sleep in. It's fine. Neil, mm. why don't I'm conscious I'm making loads of brains rolls tonight, but yeah, it's, it's going to be another brains roll from you. I don't have a problem with this. My brains, yeah, I know, my brains like are doing pretty D20, aren't you? <laughs> I think you should. I, mean, I could always do it like a gritty roll for like it's B not, and E. Not quite as good as you. Uh, this one is a ten. You are filled with excitement. This mm. is everything you could dream and more. So you begin to kind of assess and evaluate the situation. Obviously, there are the guys with guns in front of you. There is also the issue that there doesn't see any real way of actually climbing up the boards. Okay, so we don't have a way to climb up it. Yet, but could just give each other a boost. Maybe. Or D said that like coming by later might be a good idea, so we could go get some ladders, come back in the dead of night, <gasps> use the ladders to climb the fence. We can go to grappling books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we... I should say, guys, you are more than welcome to, to make rolls and, and request rolls when, mm. when you think it's necessary, okay? I'm quite happy for you to do that. Rubbish. What did you roll for? If I was slightly smarter, I would suggest maybe tunneling instead of bringing ladders, but I don't think I passed somehow. Oh, I want a D12. No, I mean, this is the thing. The, the, the threshold for, for passing is relatively straightforward to pass most things. Okay, it is a kind of common sense thing. I would say with that, you would absolutely suggest tunneling. Okay, with a 7 out of 12, I suggest tunneling instead of bringing ladders because that probably is less noticeable. Yeah, but tunneling? You sit there and dig. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have... <laughs> true, true. It's not exactly like a, so like, a brick wall. <laughs> exactly. So it's like move the boards slightly, push the fence up a bit, dig out under a bit. We're kids. We'd fit through. This is, this is an out-of-character explanation. What well, you know, we could just give each other a freaking boost. <laughs> I mean, how tall is the fence? The fence and, and, and the boards themselves are about nine foot. Yeah, I don't mm. think we can give each other a boost. A boost wouldn't quite make that. <laughs> Why don't we just go ask the, the guys over there, you know? I don't think that the, uh, the armed guards are going to go, Oh, yeah, no, totally. Here, take a day pass. <laughs> You're great you know what? I'll be, I'll be, I'll be way back. I'm gonna go and just ask him what the building. Oh, you, you're going over there, are you? Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, you, you head on over to see the guards. Hey, uh, hey, uh, buddy. Like, uh, what, what, what you got back going on, uh, back there? You know? He stares uh, blankly into space. Yeah, he's just gonna reach up, like, snap his fingers. Okay, right? the moment that you reach up, he holds his gun to you. Oh my god. Step away from the area, please, sir. Yeah, Dean's just got like hands up, like vacate the up. area now, sir. Dean's backing up and running. You only have to take about two steps back before the gun goes back up again. They're not quite the guards at Buckingham Palace, but they mean business. Dean's <laughs> like, I don't know, halfway like behind a car or something he just like looks over and he's like you're freaking psychopath <laughs> you get no reaction from him at all yeah so um so they don't do day passes <laughs> i don't think that we should be jumping the freaking fence <laughs> they're going to jump away to pointing a gun at me 
I'm I'm interested to know, Neil, what's your ultimate goal for this? Why do you want to why do you seem so desperate? Like the moment they came in, you're like that, gotta break in. I mean, why why would they why would they be uh, completely boarding the place up and sending in armed personnel to instantaneously yeah. after the explosion? Yeah. That is even Exactly. <laughs> it's just some old warehouses. Why why would they why would they need like this? To, contain to be that fast. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> it, it almost feels... Uh, I don't want to be the one to say it because D's a fucking idiot. But can I say it as Eve what I'm thinking? There is totally something secret underneath of that warehouse. There is totally to something secret underneath the warehouse. Speculate, speculate, speculate <laughs> away. Otherwise, why would they need to do it so so quickly? Yeah, like, exactly. why would they need to move in exactly. that fast unless they were worried somebody was going to go farting around in there? Yeah. Okay, so you have been stood out here for, well, it's, it's probably been about 10 minutes. Just you kind of throwing around theories. Neil, obviously, you're taking the high ground with your vastly superior knowledge of of kind yeah, of conspiracy yeah, that's theories. Definitely a Neil theory. Um, <laughs> yeah. You are loving this every single minute of it. I'm telling you, there are peat mummies down there. There are there are normal mummies. There are mummies with <laughs> other names than peat. <laughs> <laughs> see, uh, see, uh, D D was initially thrown off by having the gun pointed at him, but now he's like, you know what? No, screw these guys. I want to go in there and break some of their stuff. Break some of Point that the broken building. <laughs> after about after about ten minutes, you hear another explosion. Oh. This one, this one is not as loud. Like kind of like a a secret explosion. <laughs> I mean, it's it's still uh, kind of prolonged. It's still got that kind of rumble about it but it doesn't sound quite as loud as it, it once was. After the explosion, about 60 seconds goes by, and you just hear a mass, another, a second big kind of, more of a crash this time. They've blown through the floor. Okay, okay, okay. I think it's time that we, like, got on this, finding out what's going on here. Yeah, no, I won't, I won't wreck some stuff. <laughs> um... Where is Nana Casper's store? Nana Casper's store. If you look on the map, can you uh -huh. see Tim's DIY? Yes, I see it. Uh, so would we be able to like dash, not not like following the road, but uh, uh, yeah, cut across the could field? We, could we cut across the fields and stuff to get there? Yes, you could. It's probably about maybe a 10 minute cycle. I see. Go over there. See if we can uh, borrow some ladders. <laughs> Why the ladders? They're easy to climb. We can just give each other a boost. <laughs> carry on a bike. I mean, uh, if we boost each other, we can maybe gain, well, like, three feet. And I don't know about you, but, like, I don't think Neil would be able to uh, climb the rest of the way. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> Unless. Sally on Neil's shoulders. <laughs> Neil on D's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you'd need somebody to actually, like, lift you up, which, like, I don't no, know. No, 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 this is, this is, a, this I don't know where your bonds have, but you've never tried DA. doing this before? This is totally something you can do, like, I have done this before. Yeah. Me, Harry, not Neil. 
we we made a human pyramid before. We didn't exactly. do it with exactly. We, we could we could Cash. totally do the this with Sally Deal and D. One hundred percent. Yeah, but but somebody's <laughs> gonna need to pull the rest of y'all. Someone's up. gonna need to convince Sally that that's a good idea because I think she's too scared for that. Those guys with guns. I mean, we can we can at least have like Sally looking over oh, the fence. You know at what, that point. Sally? Uh, at this point, Dee just like reaches behind his back, and grabs the bat, and just like pulls it right out of <laughs> whoa, the back. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got I got freaking Louis White here. They ain't got nothing on me. Louis? <laughs> yeah. You're it's a genuine to- Louisville slugger. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Pops gave it to me. Top of the line. All the pros use them. But like we can have Sally looking over the fence at first to let us know what's going on. Oh, and then yeah, we can no, I guess. and then we can get like a better idea of what to do next. Oh gosh, okay, I guess. Wait, hold up. Is D the strongest in terms of brawn with a D eight? No, I've got the same brawn actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sure as hell is not Neil. Sally's so, so, so <laughs> got a little muscle. Well, it's because I had to make my charm the worst, which meant I just kind of had to stack all the other things I should be bad at <laughs> higher up than charm. All right, guys, I'm going to need you to make a choice then. So what what have you decided today? I think we're going for a human pyramid, aren't we're we? We're going for the human are we, pyramid. Are, are, are we doing, uh, stacking up what, right to now? take a look right now? Well, we, we'll go around the back of the lot. Yeah. And then, and then we'll we'll figure out what else to do, like in terms of if we hop the fence from there. So yeah, let's let's go do that. Okay, so you cross the road, and the soldiers um, in front of the warehouse site just watch you as you walk along in front of it, um, and begin to go down. Which side are you going? I think we're going to go on the left side. As you go down the left side of of the site, you realise that there is another pair of soldiers stood sentry at a second door. Oh no, is there one on every side? I don't know, what do you want to do? I guess we we gotta keep around. You're gonna go all the way around? Keep our distance and just look Are you gonna keep going the way that you're, you're going at the moment? Well yeah, it'd be really suspicious if we just suddenly turned around as soon as we saw them. Okay, so you follow that road up from Arborfield, but a little bit closer to the to the actual site, so between the red line and the road. As you pass the sentries, they pay real good attention to you. They don't give any sign of malice or any sign of aggression. They're very clearly like heads turned. Yeah, they're yeah, they're very clearly looking at you in a non-judgmental, non-prejudiced way that suggests that they could probably get nasty on your ass. That sounds Aww. quite judgmental. Just, we're, we're, just, we're just walking. Yeah. <laughs> be, we're just some lovely be little real kids. Casual, we're just like, going like to Sunnydale Crescent. This just happens to be the quickest way. Exactly. Why are you giving me so much exposition, <laughs> soldier? <laughs> um, you, yeah, sorry, I should have asked. Are you saying that out loud to the soldiers? No, I don't think so. Because I probably wouldn't know the name of the road. All right, no problem. So, yeah, so you continue up and they follow you. As you round the corner, you again come to uh, some more boarded up fence. And you're a bit closer now, so you can see that actually the corners between where the fence is, you can see that the boards themselves are totally seamless. They are like sealed shut. Like it's almost yeah. This isn't some hack job 
fence. It's actually board for just quality. The box and slid it over the top of the fence. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. That's that's kind of how it feels. I, I can tell you that none of the local joiners did this. <laughs> Wait, Please support local uh, trade in your area. See, <laughs> so we keep just like uh, walking forward. Yeah, right? you look uh, like we're going up that way. As you, as you as you round the corner, Peter. you realise that there isn't. There's no doorway in this side. Mm-hmm. Perfection. But are not bad, right? And are the others still following us? They're not following you. They stayed in their positions. Okay, um, they're just staring. Well, yeah. you, you're you're probably out of line of sight now, oh, okay. so you're gone round the corner. If you're um, looking approximately where the door should be, if there was one, but there isn't. There's yep. There's no sentries. There's no door. It's just flat board. All right, quick, 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 quick. Come on. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. But they saw us go yeah. around here. I thought we were coming back later. I mean, if we can do if we do the tower first, and then we can come back later. Oh, yeah, we see we see if it's necessary. Neil, get up here. Okay, okay, okay. Sally, get up. He's. I would like D. Can you can you paint this picture for me? Can you can you tell me what's going on? Sally, have you agreed to get involved? Very reluctantly, but okay. Yeah, because D told her to. D and Neil, okay? Peer pressure mm. is very dangerous and it should be taken very seriously so, for the kids. Yeah, no, uh, uh yeah, it D, could get D you drops shot. the backpack and like just like Neil uh, gets down onto one knee and it's just like go on, hop on up. Okay. Like I, I hop on Neil, up. <laughs> can you make a brawn roll for me, please? Who? Me? Neil, you're getting up onto D. Yes. Onto his shoulders? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Make a brawn roll for me. Who? Neil. Okay. Okay. Oh, and my oh. my dice explodes. How fabulous! So let's just talk about exploding dice for a moment. If a player rolls a dice and they get the maximum on that dice, they can re-roll, and you can re-roll and re-roll as many times as you explode, thereby creating something quite special and marvelous. Oh. Okay. Uh. So the second roll was a three. So four plus three, and I have a plus one. To my brawn because I'm a teenager. Yeah. Uh, I have eight. You manage to fairly easily scramble up onto onto D's shoulders. D, can I ask you to make a grit roll for me, please? Oh, hell, yes. Because I think this is about determination roll. as much as it is about brute strength. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> D is one gritty. <laughs> Gritty mother effer. Okay, at the moment, D is on the ground, solid as a rock. Neil yeah. is on D's shoulders, and he's probably about maybe three feet. No, maybe about a foot, foot and a half away from the from reaching the top. Okay, okay, Sally, <laughs> Sally, you're up. <laughs> Sally, okay. in order to in order to achieve this. You're going to need to climb up onto D and then onto Neil and onto his shoulders. That should get you high enough to peek over the top of the fence. Oh, God. Okay. The first thing I'm going to ask you to do is can you make a uh, strength roll to climb up D? That brawn, you mean? Oh, brawn, yeah, my bad. Six. You scramble up. It's a little bit harder now. D, I need you to make a grit roll for me, please. 
Oh, oh no. Three. Take an adversity token, please. Three out of 20. It happened. Uh, Sally, you figure it out, a method of climbing up. Unfortunately, as you get your knee onto Dee's shoulder, where Neil's foot is as well, it hits a nerve and oh, and Dee, Dee kind of just spasms uncontrollably. Oh, no. um, <laughs> My swinging arm. <laughs> causing Neil just to topple off and fall flat on his face. Oh, I really didn't oh, what do you think you're gone. doing? That was my nose. Suddenly, you hear a voice coming round from the other side of the building. One, one of the sentries has come round and is looking right at you. He started to walk over, gesturing at you, uh, trying to figure out what it is you're doing. Come here, you can't be round here. These are uh, private property, don't you know? I run. No, no, he didn't, though. Okay, make a flight roll. <laughs> I'm good at that one. So 15 and I have plus one because I'm technically a child. So that is 16. 16. Technically. Yep. You begin to run and you are way out in front. You clearly have had enough of this tomfoolery <laughs> for the for the day. Neil and Dee, what are you doing? Well, what I'm picturing is the awkward second where Neil starts to explain, see Sally's gone, looks at Dee, looks back at the guard, looks at Dee, looks back at the guard and then bolts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just staring at the guard. He's like, "Oh my guys, you ready to squeal?" <laughs> like, looks behind. Him. Everybody's fucking gone. <laughs> <laughs> D takes off running. Hey, you guys. Okay, yep, you head off. I'm guessing that you're all pretty intent on looking straight ahead of you. Are you following, Sally? Uh, yes. Okay. So I'll be looking back to check that they are following because. The intent was not to abandon everyone. It was just to get out. I mean, are we like actually in the marshy bit of town right now? No, no. Okay. Um, Although it's called Marsh Haven, the marsh is on the outskirts. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Sally, you glance over your shoulder and you can see the others at a a distance behind you. You also (laughs) happen to notice that the guard, the sentry that you saw seems to be just stood in the spot where you were originally and is just kind of looking at you now. We're just kids having some wholesome fun. So that's... Are you saying this while running? No, I'm thinking it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm willing the guard to believe it, that we're just kids having wholesome fun. Sally, can you tell me which way you're running? I'm not exactly sure where we were. Okay, so can you see... The nearest populous area okay so you were at the 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 northern point of henderson warehouses okay then there were that pink circles popping up okay then i imagine we i would be running for like here far enough like enough to go around the guard out of his reach but still in the direction of houses and civilization i'll have you heading off down the road that you've indicated on the map um what's the road called by the way apple street Apple Street, okay, Apple Street There used to be apple trees that grew along it, and then they chopped them all down because the roots were interfering with the foundations of the houses. And it's just, it's all very sad. Dark times we're living in. Right, okay. Um, So, yep, you um, scuttle down Apple Street uh, with Neil and Dee fast on your heels. Have you got a plan at all? What what do you want to do? Not at all. I want to run until I can't see the guard over my shoulder anymore. Um, well, you run, you run for a little ways. I mean, once you're you're on the street, you can 
duck behind houses and there's there's plenty of places for you to just go and be a little bit discreet so as not to be uh noticed i mean what you fail to realize is the guard doesn't really give a shit he's kind of stopped and <laughs> he's like that bloody kids so yeah you you just stop and um what do you do as you see sally stop slow down uh, okay so you're yeah you're <laughs> yeah no it like stop with her yeah once everybody's slowing down that's that's when d's gonna like kind of Chill out a little. Mm. It's freaking running off without me. Okay, so that didn't work. We're following. Wait, all right. So got that place down like a freaking Fort Knox or something. Time for a new plan. Oh no! It involves Begin ladders. To like the idea. Of <laughs> <laughs> I have a fear that all of your plans involve ladders. Now listen. <laughs> so, Yes, but... Grappling hooks. <laughs> grappling hooks. I'm telling you. I've always wanted to use a grappling hook. I can't do that rope climbing thing in PE. It's too hard. Yeah, no, same. It really? I mean, okay, I guys, use... If I can just stop you for a moment, you're in the still in the middle of the street. Can yeah. I ask, I mean, D, you've reluctantly joined these two in the last kind of few days, but is there somewhere where you normally hang out or you can go to sit down and talk? Uh, I think D's still in the market for a place like that. Okay, um, so yeah, hang out. If, if we can't like do this on Apple Street, then uh where can we do it maybe we can head down microsoft road (laughs) son of a bitch (laughs) microsoft road Mm. you know those words mean absolutely nothing and have no context whatsoever in 1974 well soft means something well micro means something but put them together it's just small soft it's small soft road it's a small puppy, <laughs> okay. my dog. Mm. All right. So, why have you headed down Microsoft Road? What is there? Um, There's one of those little children's playgrounds that we're far too old to use, but oh yeah, always hang out on the swings. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's... Okay, so Microsoft Playground. <laughs> the soft. Spot. And it's yeah, it's your kind of, <laughs> it's it's kind of your, your traditional kiddies playground. Mm. It's got like a little house with windows. See what I did there. And there's a, a rocking horse <laughs> and a... One of those big tyre swings. Yeah, you can oh, have a tyre yeah. swing. Anything else you'd like? Um, a slide. Definitely a slide. Yes. And there's in fact, a, there's two slides. There's a, there's a big slide and a junior slide. Spoiled. And a roundabout, which doesn't work anymore. Yes. Yep. That's literally exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> and when you arrive there, to think it's of the just word. going round all by itself. <laughs> Yeah, whenever anybody gets on it, it doesn't work. <laughs> it just like stops. All right, so you've, you've decided to scarper a little bit further away from the warehouses. You've headed over to the playground. Okay, so I haven't managed to sell anyone on the ladder side. <laughs> I think I'm the main point of resistance, but I just, I, I, I don't want to carry a ladder there and then have to run away again carrying a ladder. Oh. But if they can't see us, then we won't need to run away. But they'll see they the ladder. See us. What if we come back at night wearing black? Is the ladder also wearing black? I don't really have I mean, any get some black, black paints. Do you have any black paints? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Do you have any freaking money? 
Not on my character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any money in your backpack? Not currently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say you would pro- you may have just like a pocket of change, just like a couple mm. of pence. But a halfpenny, they still mm. exist. Jelly farthing. We're, we're post decimalization now. Yes, oh. but the first few years of decimalization, they still had half pennies. Oh, they no, well they had the half pennies right up until about 1983, 84, because I remember them yeah, unjustly. So, so half pence. Okay, yeah. Hey, please. Yeah. <laughs> these, these got these got two dollars, like two American dollars. In like, this like, I will trade you all of my pennies for your American dollars. Not taking a freaking penny. How <laughs> about hundred pennies? Uh, I mean, I also have a half-eaten corned beef sandwich that I'll <laughs> trade for you. I've seen his backpack. Maybe later. I'm, I'm not hungry right now. I how how about this? Mm-hmm. We disguise ourselves as soldiers. Oh. <laughs> okay. I love this idea. We just need to get, you know, uh, we can uh, soldier costume. We're... I love how naughty you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, are we gonna like steal some of their uniforms, or are we like gonna go to a well, costume I mean, shop? I, I, I think if we if we were gonna steal one of their uniforms, we'd have to like sneak in there first, um, and then that kind of defeats the purpose of the uniform. So we so we go to the costume store. Yeah, who who do we know that that would have like a uniform? I imagine. You know, I mean, the WI would make them for the parades that happen in these kinds of towns, or the PTA would get very involved. My mom used to do that when I was little. She'd oh, make hang on, hang on. What about? Does our school have, like, a uh, the school that we all go to, do they have a school play? They do must they have a school be. play? Yeah, and I have... mean, that would be uh, something that would be done by um, by the staff and the students. <laughs> and have they ever done a play like... which included army uniforms? <laughs> um, it just oh so happens God. that uh, two of the, or several of the star performers at Kingsford Comprehensive um, have just finished a, a production of Journey's End. Uh, so they do have soldiers' uniforms. However, they are World War One soldiers. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's close enough, right? We'll just tell them that uh, what about, the, like, our new uniform is in the wash. <laughs> I just I just have this vision that you're going to end up looking like Jowers, just in the oversized uniforms, you know just marching along. <laughs> you know... First of all, I fucking love that everybody is taking this plan seriously. <laughs> I know. I made such a fuss over ladders stealing uniforms just to be soldiers. That's totally fine. Second of all, <laughs> hell yes. Let's go get the World War One uniforms, break into this place, and then try to walk through a very nonchalant. I, I, I love the fact that you have absolutely not justified your reasons for wanting to break in at all. It's just like, yeah, we got to do that. <laughs> I mean, we're just... Okay, I can tell you right now, I have literally broken into places just because I'm like, I want to know what's going on in there. We're dumb yeah, kids. I mean, I'm just very susceptible like to me as Eve have has <laughs> literally done B and E just because I've been curious. <laughs> <laughs> I may have brains, but I have very little sense. <laughs> High int, low whiz. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. D has no brains, but is 
very gritty. <laughs> so like after that guard like freaking pulled the gun, now now he just wants to do it to do it mm. just to, just out of spite. Yeah. So all in favor of going to Ki- uh, Kingsford Comprehensive to steal some World War One era <laughs> army uniforms? Say I. Freaking I. I. Oh, I've been outvoted. <laughs> As you begin to formulate your plans sally you see um coming over i wouldn't say the horizon so much but in the distance you see a figure shuffling along pushing a trolley is it the marsh king it's the marsh king maybe he has uniforms <laughs> in his magical trolley of mystery. well he does have a he does have a trolley that is kind of laden with what what can only be his kind of personal effects <laughs> You can't really make out what's in it. It's just stuff. Can I approach him and greet him appropriately as, hello, your highness? At the words, your highness, he just kind of looks up from his stoop at you quizzically. I don't know what to say now. I wasn't expecting a reaction. Um, hi. He remains silent. Yo, buddy. <laughs> he, you are, he, his eyes snap over to D, and he tilts his head inquisitively. He's he's not that far away from you now, and you can see that um, D, this is your first kind of real kind of close up um, of him, and um, you smell him before you see him. That's for sure. <laughs> mm. And uh, he's got like this eh. kind of big grey matted beard that covers half his face. Um, so all you've got is small black round eyes sort of looking at the three of you quizzically. Hey, Neil, you know you want to join in? Hello, your majesty. His eyes dart over to you, but he remains silent. We were wondering if you knew anything about the uh, old Henderson warehouse and what they're doing there. If you got any uniforms, that'd be swell. Yeah, that would be great. He remains silent. He looks at you for a, a few moments longer and he shuffles off, pushing his trolley. All right, then. Keep your secrets. He turns not- as he hears your voice, Neil, and he looks back at you one last time. It's... <laughs> <laughs> you just spoiled the moment. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. His, um, he turns round on hearing your voice again, Neil, and looks at you. His eyes, whereas they were kind of small and black before and, and barely there, they seem to have gotten a little bit bigger, but they are completely black as he speaks in a low, rasping voice. It's coming, Neil. I don't know when, but it's coming. And he lets in a huge breath and then just collapses on the floor. And I'm going to leave it there for tonight. Oh, my God. Good job, Neil. Oh, my God. I killed the Marsh King. I I killed the Marsh King. (laughs) Did you know it's your name? (laughs) <laughs> that's where we are at the moment i i kind of apologize to you guys and our listeners it, it was led quite heavily by me 
for the first half. I'm not going to lie, I'm still nervous as fuck. <laughs> this is um this is this is my first home brewed game. I've never run a home brewed game before, so plus it's the first time I've use the system as well but I, I hope you enjoy what you've heard so far and i really really hope that you continue listening to us because we've got a whole host of things that i'm sure are going to happen to our three intrepid investigators um so i'm going to wrap it up there but before i do let's just do all the official stuff okay so first up, can you make sure that you keep a tally of your adversity tokens wherever you need to? I think, yeah, I, I maybe gave out one or two um, for all those failed rolls. Um, and yeah. one for the most pathetic insult I have ever <laughs> yes, given anyone. Yes, doo-doo. Um, okay, so first up, yeah, if... Um, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, do feel free to give us some feedback. Or if you're not enjoying it, do feel free to give us some feedback. We're hardy. We can take it. Um, but you can reach us over at uh, over on Twitter. Um, our Twitter thing. What was it called? Is it a handle? Twitter handle. Yeah. Yeah. It's a handle. yeah I'm new to Twitter. I'm still trying to get my head around it. Yeah. But our Twitter handle is at ImpAngry. And you can follow all our uh, Brits on Bikes related news there and yeah just come and say hi and if you're feeling super generous you can head on over to patreon um just simply search brits on bikes on patreon and uh check out some of the things that we've got lined up for those of you generous enough to um uh to donate to the cause um but that said we we'd love to hear from you um we really want to kind of sort of help build a uh, a real kids on bikes community and we're already reaching out to um a couple of podcasts that are already doing it and i'm going to take this moment just to recommend the kids on bikes podcast that is already playing on itunes and various other places their twitter is at kids underscore bikes but i would strongly strongly recommend you guys listening to that and the uh and their first story arc which is just completed but a lot of fun uh, obviously, it's set in the States as opposed to our one. But um, yeah, we love those guys and I can't wait to hear more from them. So if you want to reach me, I'm at Jimmy Sprinkles. That's two S's at the end. Uh, Eve, where can people get hold of you should they want to? At Copper Harpy on Twitter. Copper as in the metal, Harpy as in the bird monster. Uh, Sally, yeah. what about you? You got any uh, anything you want to plug or any deets you want to hand out to the public? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, I'm much more of a, a shadow on the internet. I don't actually do social media. Okay, so. yeah, we'll be. I'll, I'll, I'll talk on behalf of you, Sally. Yeah. Okay, I may even talk in character as Sally. Yeah, <laughs> just send the hate mail to him. It's fine. <laughs> and Neil, uh, you can find Harry at Harry, Harry underscore W H I on Twitter. Okay, um, guys, thank you so much for listening to our first episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I I think it can only get better from here on in. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm super excited to see what you come up with next. Any highlights at all, guys? Oh my god, I'm still I'm still blown away that we're going with the freaking disguises. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, it's such a yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> I just I love the fact that it's kind of yeah let's just roll with it because but that's the beauty isn't it it's, it's kids and kids don't have they, they, they don't have that many boundaries and if they have an idea they roll with it they they're imaginative and they yeah they just go for it so i think you're playing it totally the right way so at the moment we've left you in a park with a unconscious bum next to a trolley <laughs>
Um, I can't wait to see what week two has in store. Um, so this is everybody from Brits on Bikes saying come back next week and goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.